Welcome back to another episode of Chatting Cinema. Uh, today, we're going to talk a little bit about what we want to see in a sequel to Matt Reeves' The Batman. But before we get into that, I just want to say, this is episode 50, boys. I know, 50th episode. Yo. Pretty exciting. Pretty I nuts. just want to say, uh, I love chatting movies with you guys. Uh, yeah. started in a closet in a college, and I'm pretty <laughs> excited that we're still doing it. even that in feels our... like a lifetime ago. Like, yeah, it really I is. don't even... That'll, but, the pandemic will do that to you, I guess. Yeah, but, I guess so. But hey, we're making video one. essays, we're still making episodes, and I'm, the Batman's a real thing, and we're going to yeah. talk about it. <laughs> that is very correct. I'll start off. I just want to see more Gotham. Like, mm. I can't wait to be back in that world again. Fun. Yeah. So, so well realized. Yeah. Um, I, I really think that watching the Batman, and I've seen it, five times now i think yeah i think um uh i think that when matt reeves sat down to make this movie i think gotham was really towards the top of his list of like this is things that we have to get right because of just how alive it feels um and just how lived in and worn out i think that him and the the production design team and and everybody involved in vfx like really spent a lot of effort and time and said you know this is one thing that's paramount that we get right so it's a good answer yeah i mean for me something that i've wanted desperately and every iteration of batman and we even got it once and it was eh, is robin i -hmm. want it so bad and i thought of two guys that could play different robins i wanted to put more time into thinking of it and pick like a tim as well but for Dick Grayson, I think Noah Jupe could do it justice. Mm. I think he's still young enough to kind of Good pull choice. off Damn. like a younger Dick Grayson. Yeah. And give it five years. I think that kid's going to glow up. And I think it'd be pretty fun to see him turn into Nightwing. Wow. Good choice. So, That'd be cool. Yeah. So that, that's my choice for Dick Grayson. And then my choice for Jason Todd. And mm. my true choice. And this is in a world where I guess the Gotham TV show didn't happen. It would be Cameron Monaghan every day if he was a kid. Mm. Cameron Monaghan's ridiculous. He's a great actor. But I feel like because he was in Gotham, it would just be kind of confusing and they wouldn't really do that. Sure. But ironically, I'm choosing one of his television siblings from Shameless, uh, Ethan Katowski, because yeah. I haven't watched a ton of Shameless. Uh, I just watched it with my friend Cassie when the new episodes were on. She wanted to see it. But his character on that show carl actually kind of is a jason todd-esque kid where like he's kind of rough around the edges he has a good heart doesn't really know how to convey things the right way and he's like 21 or 22 years old right now and i feel like that could kind of work for this storyline where we meet jason todd as like a young adult and he could probably pull off like a 17 or 18 year old but i think He's one of the people that gets praised a lot from Shameless for playing Carl. And I think it'd be kind of cool to see that. I just desperately want a Robin and a Bat family because mm-hmm. Nolan, he teased us with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and we knew we weren't getting anything after Rises. Mm-hmm. So like, His real right, name not. is Robin. Yeah. <laughs> but like, we're not getting a freaking Bat family. I'm like, all right, fine. But every other Batman franchise hasn't had the time to flesh out a Bat family. And like, yeah. I'd love to see Batgirl get introduced. I'd love to see uh, Tim Drake Robin. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, you can get into all the other side characters. And 
I just want to see that because I loved how this movie was really just about Pattinson's Batman. But one of my favorite parts of Batman is how he changes because of the people around him throughout yeah. his time wearing the cow. And yeah. I would love to see Reeves start tackling that next movie. Let's get a Robin in there. Let's get Dick Grayson going. That's wow. I echo a lot of those sentiments. Um, one of the things that's hard for me as, as we sit down and do something like this and thinking about um, comic book adaptations in general is how deep is this going to go? Right. Like how much are Reeves and Pattinson specifically um, how many times are they going to want to do this? Because, you know, we're still in the honeymoon phase and they can say all they want, you know, like we want to keep doing this forever. But I think it gets to a point where, you know, they kind of want to branch out and do something different. And I think that they'll get to a point where they're like, we feel like we've, you know, staked our claim and had our run on this character. So, so much of this is predicated on like, how much time do we have, right? Because there's so much. Batman has such a wide world of characters. And you look at, for comparison, the MCU, obviously very different, but just in terms of comic book adaptations, I mean, we're over 20 movies in. We have multiple series now. Um, you know, we've basically crossed over everything, and now we're even branching into different universes, and we're still not even scratching the surface of all that we could do as far as comic adaptation. So that was one of the things that was really difficult for me thinking about it because I would bet that we are going to get a Robin, but I think we're only going to get one. And Dick Grayson is one of my favorite characters of all time. Like, I love Nightwing. But I think that we are going to get a version of Nightwing in, quote unquote, what the DCEU is now. And I think that we're going to get him, like, if not in Batgirl, in, like, that universe, that, like, pocket. Um, so if I was picking a Robin, I would pick Jason Todd. And um, because I think that if you introduce Jason Todd in the next movie, then, you know, having his death in, like, a trilogy capper and, like, that's the, the Joker arc we get could be a really interesting way of, like, breaking Pattinson. Because I think that one thing that Reeves and Pattinson are going to, to really dedicate time doing is finding how can we keep breaking Bruce, right? Like, how can we keep upping the stakes and still showing that at his core, he's going to be a hero, he's not going to break his rule, all of this. So I do think that we're going to get Jason Todd and we're going to get the death in the family story with Barry Keegan's Joker. So I don't have a, an actor that I picked out for Jason. I didn't really think about it. But I think we are going to get a Rob, and I think it's going to be Jason Todd. So, I mean, selfishly, I want them to do like 15 movies together. Yeah, that, that's yeah. the problem. Like, I right. want them to keep going until, you know, I'm and gone think, and then stop. <laughs> I think based off of how this Penguin series does could help our case yeah. a lot. Yeah, that's true. Because mm. if this does well, if it gets received well, I mean, it's Colin Farrell. I think it's going to be fine. Like, I think we're going to, it's going to be good. So that could almost lead to like, we get Dick Grayson the next movie. Yeah. And then by the end, Bat he's family. ready to become Nightwing. Like, you right. know, like I don't see that being unrealistic. Yeah. And I think that they should take advantage of this because that's one of the things that like is my biggest gripe with the Dark Knight trilogy is they don't really tap in to the Batman universe as much as they should. Mm -hmm. And like the villains they use, great. Love to see it. Great, like great choices. But there's always just that element of like, that's why the Batman cartoons rock because everyone shows sure. up at some point. And 
or even the DC animated movies. But I think uh, I think a fun question to ask is out of villains for Batman that we haven't seen teases for, because like, you know, there's the hush tease, there's right. the tease for Joker. So like, which villain would you like to see show up in, at some point? I, I have one at the top of my list and it's Poison Ivy. Um, I think that, you know, we've talked about this a little bit. I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast yet, but um, I think doing a grounded Poison Ivy as like an eco-terrorist could be fascinating. And, you know, you look at something the way kind of Carly Morgenthau was handled mm-hmm. on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think something like that where, you know, the motives are understandable and the execution is what makes it villainous. I think that that version of Poison Ivy could be really fascinating and a really cool way to incorporate that character that we've seen once in live action. And it was, you know, Uma Thurman was a good choice, but it's in a really odd take on the Batman mythos in Batman Mm -hmm. and Robin. Mm -hmm. So Poison Ivy is, is actually my number one villain that i want to see i i guess this counts as a tease because matt reeves said it but um i would like to see his mr freeze idea yeah i don't know how they would pull it off in a grounded way but they made Mm -hmm. it work with the riddler here so i'm not worried at all about how they'll do it i'm just excited to see them do it um if they go that route you know but um i've been thinking a lot about and this is a spoiler for the batman about bruce's arc Mm-hmm. in the film and how it really ends quite beautifully in that he realizes that he needs to be more right um than what he has been as just the batman um so i am excited to see the impact that bruce will have on gotham in a sequel and how he'll step into that sort of public figure role yeah um that'll be really interesting and then we got a lot of Gordon in this movie and like mm. we still haven't done the breakdown. Like, is this the most screen time Gordon has gotten in a standalone mm. film, not just like in a trilogy? Like, cause obviously Gary Oldman would win. Yeah. But, um, either way, I would like to see a window into Gordon's life more so yeah. than we even got in the Nolan trilogy. Um, and I think that would be really, really interesting too. Um, because even in the comics, like Gordon has a lot of baggage and like, you could really explore that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, batman year one half of the comic is about gordon yeah so yeah that'd be that'd be really interesting and my knee-jerk reaction would be yes this is the most screen time in a single film Mm. but i yeah that'd be something that we'd have to look into because gary oldman is such a big presence in each of those films yeah and i think that he does a lot with a little in in those films like i think that screen time wise it doesn't Whereas Jeffrey Wright's Gordon is it's popping up with him all the time. Yeah. yeah and what you say about, you know, watching Bruce step into the public figure role, I would be really interested to see, um, you talk about Mr. Freeze too, if that could be something they do in the next film where Bruce Wayne in this, the Batman continuity knows jack shit about what's happening at wayne enterprises right he doesn't i mean the financial people are being dragged to the penthouse by alfred and bruce is pissed off that they're coming so could they go the route of victor freeze being a wayne enterprises employee Mm. and when bruce wayne makes this conscious decision to be more public and be more involved he finds out that 
you know, outside of protocol, Nora is cryogenically frozen in a Wayne Enterprises building and and fires Victor Freeze. And that's like the, you know, um, the whole reason for Victor's villainous turn in this, like what Scott Snyder does with the character. I think that would be really interesting. And I think that could work really well, especially, you know, looking at like how Bruce because the Riddler has like a very clearly defined, this is a constant with Batman villains. You know, the Joker is constantly saying this, but the Riddler, you know, point blank says, I'm here because of you. You created me, right? So doing that, but kind of the reverse, like Bruce Wayne becoming more involved and creating Batman's new adversary, man, that could that could really work in the next one. I don't know what they're going to do grounded wise, like how they use that character's power set. Hmm. But I'm getting excited just thinking about that. Like, that could be yeah. really, really good. I mean, I think I hope Reeves kind of lets up on those reins a little bit where, like, yeah, you don't have to do insane frozen man with, like, guns that can freeze people. <laughs> but, like, think of some kind of comic booky ways to introduce some tech. Because, like, we got to tease a Bane. And I don't know, like, I don't think I want another, like, grounded non-comic Bane because we already got it with Tom Hardy. Like, I would rather see, like, a luchador drugged up Bane, like the comics. Like, he's just a large man, and he's using drugs to get larger. Yeah, I, I really hope, I mean, it's something that Nolan, like, I think the execution kind of falters because, like, Bane's plan doesn't hold up to scrutiny. But um, Bane is towards the top of my list, too. I actually have three here, and it's Poison Ivy, Mr. Freeze, and Bane. And... um Bane's a very interesting adversary because he's super strong, but also hyper intelligent. Like he consistently deduces who the Batman is. So that, that could be, that could pose a really interesting challenge for, for Bruce as well. So Bane, Bane is up there for me. I know Dave Batista wants to do it. So I mean, I'm I'm cool with that. I have, um, just like a rundown uh because they're doing the arkham spinoff of um i'll do some rapid fire characters i want to see in that series that'd be cool to see um calendar man professor pig mad hatter zaz anarchy and scarface um were characters i all wrote down that i think are i think all of them are really well handled in the arkham games and uh i think that it would be really cool to see those characters and the reason i put them in the arkham spinoff is when you're doing a Batman film series, you know, sometimes characters like that, it's like, well, we kind of want to do the bigger ones, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if they be lining up for the Anarchy film the same way that they're going to be lining up for, you know, um, Mr. Freeze or Poison Ivy, like characters people know. But I, I would like to see some of those some of those characters in the Arkham spinoff. I think it could be really cool. And uh, I'm curious to see what he does with what Reeves and company do with that that show especially because it came so organically you know like they didn't even want to do it at first but then they just kind of realized like that's what they were making um yeah i'm super curious to see how they handle that yeah what do you guys think the turnaround time is like how soon do you think we'll see this trilogy finish or Ooh, even continue you know Ooh, good question 20 20- i mean i feel the the show's got to be either end of this year or early next year right because hmm. like this movie came out first quarter this year 
I don't know I about feel- the production on that show, like whether, like yeah. what stage it's in. And I don't know how far along they are. Yeah. Because I mean, we really don't know. Because like we thought it was Gotham PD until after. Yeah. But sequel 2025? Like, is that the time frame that I don't know? I I I would rather them take their time. Yeah. And like let these TV shows live a bit and like make the world feel more lived in. So when we come back to Gotham, there's like the threat of other people showing up because like Reeves did with this first movie, we got Catwoman, Riddler, and Penguin. So -hmm. like if we introduce Mad Hatter or Zaz or any plethora of Batman characters in these shows, there's nothing stopping them from having them pop up in a scene or two in the movies to cause some mayhem. Mm -hmm. And like, that was something the Nolan movies did really well too, is that Mm. as much as it's cool to see like a hero fight one villain, I feel like it's always been a Batman thing where he's just like, ah, shit, another one popped up. Like while he's trying another one. I mean, that's like, especially apparent in all the cartoons is like, they're always like accidentally teaming up the villains I uh, uh, I wouldn't be surprised actually to see um, Condiment King uh, in the Arkham series because Pattinson specifically mentioned him by name as his favorite Batman villain. Hmm. So I think they might throw that in there as like a little treat for Robert. <laughs> I would. Who he would? can have a he can have a little Condiment Man as a treat. What if he plays him too? <laughs> that would be funny. like prosthetics, like <laughs> as Condiment Man. Um. I think they do four of these. That that's I don't know. Like trilogy seems so like, you know, logical. And I want them, like Luke said, like uh to do a, a zillion of them, keep going. But I I like them to do four and uh I one thing, actually, I'll say this is a bit scatterbrained, um, but as we were talking about, like the turnaround time for this and how much time, mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how the flooding of Gotham plays into the sequel because mm-hmm. that seems like such a distinct choice that it feels like it has to tie into something else. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's just to facilitate the conditions for um, Penguin's rise for his series. Um, but I am curious to see if that plays a part because like I said, it feels like a really distinct choice, but I wouldn't rule out killer croc just for that alone. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. I don't think Reeves would go that mystical, but at the same time, it's like, all right, you just flooded the city. This guy would have a field day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Spider-Man. I I think, I think doing four would be really interesting because I think that if you did do the Jason Todd thing, and really by the end of the third one um you know he beats joker he doesn't kill him even though joker's killed jason i I don't even think you do red hood to be honest because i don't see how you you would have to like not have jason die um Mm -hmm. because i don't think matt reeves is going to have a lazarus pit in his adaptation but i think that it would be really fascinating to do that in the third one and then kind of like you know, have that be the point where like, you don't think Bruce can be broken any further and then let it breathe a little bit and then do a fourth movie with the court of vows. Mm. Um, because I do think that Matt Reeves is going to do the court of vows at some point. Uh, I'd wager that it's not in the next one, but if they do a trilogy, I think it will be the third storyline they do. Um, I think however, be too soon, because like some of the plot points they hit, 
with this first movie with Riddler exposing Gotham elite. I mean, yeah, not spoiling the Court of Owls storyline, but essentially that's kind of leaning into some things from that. So I think it would be smart to distance it with like a pretty distinct other storyline with a different villain. Yeah. And I like your thought about it being like a fourth movie separated a bit from the trilogy. Yeah. Almost like its conclusion to the character. Yeah. To be honest to me, like however many movies they make, it should be the last one, Court of Owls, because um as a much I, more experienced Batman. I and I think Bruce gets broken in a <laughs> a way that's really fascinating to see in that storyline and uh i have some ideas on how it might have been teased but i won't talk about them now but be on the Mm -hmm. lookout because i do i do want to delve into it because i think that i'm right um but i i do like i said i think they're going to do court of vows at some point pattinson's been talking reeves's ear off about it he loves the story apparently so they that would be really cool to see and um it's one of those things there's some uh fantastical elements about the court of owls specifically with the talons um that i don't think that they would do uh in the movies but you could do that and you could easily adapt it in a grounded way where you don't do specifically how they use the talons um in the comic story it is one of these stories that's kind of better with a bat family so I would be curious to see like how many strays Bruce picks up along the way and how many of them would be utilized uh, in that, that final, you know, film. But I also want to just throw out there for prediction's sake that Matt Reeves likes to be a little trickster with his words. Mm. And what if he just threw that mystical quote out there to throw us off from every Batman villain that has a shred of mysticality (laughs) to them where it's like, you don't think Scarecrow would work because they already did the grounded take, but what if he just goes full-on fear gas Scarecrow? I, or, I would be very down to see, like, Arkham like, Knight Scarecrow. Oh, I man, think, that'd be crazy. I think that, I, like, I really do think that there's a chance that that's real, where, like, Matt does like to throw people off, and by saying that, it's kind of puzzled us as to who the next villain could be, because it kind of, like, shoehorned us in one way, yeah. but... I hope he's just deceiving us and he goes really mystical with some of this stuff. Well, you know what? And if it becomes a theme going forward of like villains crippling Gotham, like any one of these could do it. Scarecrow, yeah. Poison Ivy, Mr. Freeze. And like, that's a scary thing to think about. Yeah. But um, I think for me going forward, if I wanted to sort of wrap up a little bit, you know, I just, I trust them so much. I feel yeah. like the character is in such capable hands now. And this is not a dig at the Nolan trilogy or anyone who came before, but like Pattinson and Reeves feel like such fans of the source material that like they could just do anything, you know, and it would probably turn out really good. And I think that's the most exciting thing going forward with with this trilogy is like, you know, we can throw our predictions out there and our desires, but it's also like whatever they make, we'll be excited to sit down and watch. And that's to me is the most exciting thing going forward. And probably their greatest achievement just with the first film, you know, is that they they make you feel that. Yeah, I completely echo those sentiments. I, I don't think that there has been a director that's made something Batman that likes Batman more than Matt Reeves or has a better handle on the character than Reeves does. And um, to pair that with Pattinson, who's so clearly in all of the press to this, like 
really, really did his homework and, you know, really felt the responsibility to get this right. And um, also interesting is one of these things where like Pattinson begged to play this character, like not Reeves himself, but he was talking about how his agents like didn't think he'd be interested in Batman because he only wanted to play freaks. This is, this is paraphrasing, but almost a direct quote. And Pattinson said he is a freak <laughs> and he's right. He's right. So yeah, I think that this take on the character is, is ideal. And um, like we've said, like, you know, if they want to make 12 of them sign me up, but it's one of these things where like, you can say that all you want in the beginning. And it feels like, like this seemed like a very, even before, even if the pandemic wasn't a factor, a daunting production. Like yeah. it feels like they put everything they had into this and I'm sure they can do it a few more times, but you keep doing that in the same universe and it can really drain a person. I think that's why so many trilogies end up with lackluster third entries because you're just like burnt out by the time you get to the third one. But I am banking on that not being the case here. And I think that Reeves, as much as he said, you know, I wasn't thinking about the future. I was just focused on making this movie and making it self-contained. I think that he's probably being a little cheeky there. And he definitely has some ideas. Yeah. I like that. You yeah. know, I feel like Kevin yeah. Feige would appreciate that from some of his uh, co-conspirators. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm super stoked to see whatever they do next. Like like you said, Gianni, no matter what they do, I'm sure it's going to be great. Um, but I certainly have my ideas for what I would like to see. But yeah, I mean, like I desperately want a Robin, but at the end of the day, we got three or four, or I would even say five interpretations of Batman characters we really knew well mm -hmm. that were just so fresh, but also so comic book. And it was just nice. So it's like, all right, Reeves, you can do whatever the hell you want. We're going to go see it 15 times again. So yeah. And I, I will say, I think that the one thing, that I would want from a Batman adaptation. You know, if you just asked me, like, the Reeves things didn't exist. Like, if you asked me in 2008, after The Dark Knight, what do you want out of the Batman movie? I would have said a good Riddler. So the fact that we already got that, I'm playing on house money for this <laughs> anyway, so. Good stuff. Well, with that, we are looking forward to the Batman sequel. Be on the lookout for uh, this potential Court of Owls theory video. It's coming eventually. Um, yeah. And yeah, with that, we will catch you in the next one.